Good morning, everybody. Episode six, Coach DiBernardo. Name of the episode is Giving Up Control. So let's start off with a little story about the San Antonio Spurs. So years ago, I'm watching, a, I think it's 60 Minutes or something like that. And San Antonio Spurs is just bought by this hedge fund slash engineer. And he's explaining how he took over his daughter's U10 basketball team. And they were the worst in the league, whatever that means. And he did all the mathematics on it, came up with the fact that if he taught them how to high press and he didn't allow them to shoot and all they did was layups, they would improve their performance. So the team only high pressed man to man and they only were allowed to do layups and their improvement was huge. I believe that they went from losing the league to winning the league. Um, I'm not going to speak to, you know, as a player developer, what does that actually mean for developing your players? Um, it, it could actually not be the best thing, but let's continue with this a little bit. So this guy, he then takes it to the Spurs where he hires all the people to analyze tactics and he comes up with the percentages. The team comes up with the percentages. If you play this way, this is the percentage of winning. They did nutrition. They did the sleep chambers. They came up with all these equations of for you to perform at the highest level. These are the things we're going to do. So this was a long process, right? And a lot of work. So what I would say is the Spurs were excellent. However, look at the standings right now, and they're almost in last place. So I'm not sure where that brings us, right? You had all the most advanced analytics, data, um, all this stuff, and you're almost in last place. I look at, say, corner kicks. I watched a, a thing on corner kicks in soccer the other day. And near post corner was, you know, a higher percentage. The highest percentage for scoring was near post corner. You know, they had worked it out that if you have any players inside the goal, it takes away from players being able to defend and, and your percentage of, of stopping, you know, attacking corners goes way down. And I would say to myself, well, if everybody has this information, the game is going to adapt. The players are going to adapt. And those percentages and that data is, I'm not going to say it's useless, but the percentages change. And let me set this up a little bit more because the name of the podcast today is Giving Up Control. And it's more like kind of what is too much. So I can remember being, I think it was my 2016 team, very, very good team, could have been 2017. Um... And we're playing our our, region, our district final. And the district final is a big game. And I can hear the coach yelling at one of the players because we had just scored a goal. And my kid was very, very good. This kid from Brazil, from Red Bull Brazil. He, he takes a defender on. He beats him and scores. And I could hear the coach screaming. We put it in the scouting that he likes to go to his right. Why did you let him get by you? And I'm saying to myself, oh, oh boy. So 
you're actually in your recruiting plan going down through every player and their tendencies and expecting those verbal words to translate into real action on the field. Mm, it, it, is it a bit much, right? Is it a bit much? I, I will get into that. I think it's, it's absolutely too much. Um, you have to remember that this is a player's game. And in real time, it's a player's game. They have to be able to make their own decisions and they have to be able to adapt. Just like an employee, they, things come during the day, during the job, during your work that you don't expect. And you can't script this out for every employee and every player on the field. There's too many possibilities. You have to trust them you have to you have to let them make their own decisions now a lot of data and a lot of studying is off of game video i i guess my biggest thing with game video i mean we could call it solution creation we could call it whatever you want it adds to a player's knowledge base is game video like massively important i say no i think I think that game video is shot from a bird's eye view and that bird's eye view does not necessarily translate very well to eye level. Try standing on a field at eye level looking and trying to recognize what you saw on video from above. It's very, very difficult. Then on top of that, what's really meaningful? I know that one of the top coaches in America used to pick five 30-second clips out of a 90-minute game because he said those five most important clips for 30 seconds each, that's the only thing that the kids are going to remember that's going to impact them. So, you know, as players, as employees, even, you know, kids, right, if you're raising your kid, you want to raise your kids so they can be independent problem solvers. If all you do is give your kid the information and do it for them, they're in big trouble. They're never going to be able to adapt. And, you know, when I look at kind of the culture of most sports teams, it's show up at this time, make sure you're wearing this. If you're on a road trip, Meet me in the lobby at 9 a.m. I'll give you your room key. At 12, we go to lunch, blah, blah, blah. Everything is done for them. Everything. They show up to practice, line up on the line. Here's the first exercise. We're going to do this for three minutes. And then I'm going to tell you what to do. Then I'm going to give you the coaching points because this is what I think you should know. Scouting reports, right? Here's the 25 things you... Come on. You have to empower your employees. You have to empower your players to be independent thinkers. And then you got to give up control. Give it up. It's a player's game. That's what it is. And I, I would argue this. Listen, when we go to the national championships, it's a very long week. It is four games in six days. Everybody arrives. All the teams are dressed up for the banquet. It's very exciting. 
players are pumped up. Everybody's emotions are high. Everybody's excited. Fast forward six days to the final. Everybody's exhausted, right? Absolutely exhausted. You've run through the gamut of emotions. Emotionally, you're exhausted. Physically, you're exhausted. I get that. So, you know, none of our meetings during the tournament ever last more than 15 minutes. Even the tactical meetings. Listen, we're deep into the season. We can watch these teams play in front of us. I can break down a team, tell us this is what we need to keep in mind. Here's how we play. We've been playing this way. If we're going to make an adjustment, we make an adjustment. But we've been playing this way all season. Do it quick. Because if you are going to get these kids up, have multiple meetings, constant, it's mental fatigue. It's too, too much. My rule is this. The second the game is over, don't talk about soccer anymore. Yeah, it's the national championships. Don't talk about it. Go back to your room. Relax, play video games, enjoy the company of your teammates. Zero mental fatigue I want going on. We won't even meet that night unless we're playing the next day. And even if we're playing the next day, that meeting is for 10 minutes. That's it. So mental fatigue is huge and physical fatigue too. I mean, you see this in the NBA playoffs. Team, Team is home for two games. They're emotional. The fans are, you know, whatever going crazy, they win those two games, they're exhausted. They get on that plane to go play the two or three away games, they struggle. They struggle big time because it's too much and people forget how difficult that is. So let me leave you with this. You have to... You have to prepare your players, prepare your employees... But you have to trust them. And in the end, they're the ones that are going to need to adapt in the moment. And as much as you want to control everything as the boss, I often think that coaches, listen, I remember this one coach, he won 11-0 against his team that was clearly not even close to the level of his team. And he's got to play him in the playoffs. Spends like eight hours breaking down that film. Spends multiple hours going over with the players how we're going to beat this team. It, In my opinion, it's a waste of time. You beat them by 11 goals. And the more important, not the 11 goals, the ability level wasn't even close. You were going to beat them 5, 6, 7, nothing. So don't fatigue them. And don't give them so much information. This can be a very, very simple game. Don't overcomplicate it. Because what happens is you become this micromanager and nobody likes a micromanager. Here's the thing. The players want to feel prepared, right? Your employees want to feel prepared. Like you gave them the tools and you gave them the game plan that they are confident in. Leave it at that. There has to be, this is why I call a game model, the game plan for, for, you know, in soccer, they call it a game model, right? I call it a membrane because it ties everyone together. People have an idea. This is the structure of our team. This is how we play. But there is a lot of gray area for interpretation 
because the game is a random, chaotic, dynamic game. You have to, you have to empower your kids to make choices. And at the end of the day, you cannot, I don't care what anybody says, you cannot control the outcome of a game. You can't. And when you give up control, you, you at some point you have to give up control. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to give yourself a heart attack. Listen, the most pressure, the most pressure and anticipation is before. Once the actual game starts, there's no, there's no real pressure there. Everything is kind of a relief. You're like, okay, let the kids, let the employees, let your players trust in their training and let it inf- unfold. It's going to be a winner. It's going to be a loser. It is what it is. Yeah, you need to be engaged on the sidelines. If you can make some meaningful changes tactically, great, do it. But to think that you have some sense of security because you had 10 hours worth of scouting instruction, which is verbal words, which doesn't really mean that much. Uh, it's, not, it's not for me. And I think you're going to mentally fatigue your kids, your employees. So that's the pod. Hope you enjoyed it.